0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 40 of the Wisdom by Wessa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell.
1: I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Welcome to Wisdom by
2: Wessa on the Horse Radio Network. Today, we are introducing a WESA member that already has a presence at the DMC. Sophia is here to tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. So after we
1: announced that WESA is moving to the DMC, more and more brands have been opening up their showroom in Dallas and actually making plans to close their showrooms in Denver. So we decided to send out a press release about Their plans to open their showroom and a quote about someone that works at the company, maybe WESA member, and also a history of the the brand, just to let retailers know that they can expect these brands at the next 2021 WESA trade show in January. But then there's also a lot of WESA members who have already been at the DMC for a long time. So we also wanted to give them the opportunity to sort of tell their story and share how they got to the DMC how it's been so yeah so that's what we're doing now with this little tour of the dmc and um, here on so where can everybody find all of the press releases so we sent them to a lot of western english magazines so they're either published in there or also shared on the e-newsletters and so on but we also share the good news on our um, facebook page which is at west and
2: Great. Thanks, Sophia. And I'm excited about today's interview, a lover of all things turquoise myself. So Mike, we'll just have him introduce our guest and get right to the interview.
0: Following a lengthy career as an international fashion model, Paige Wallace discovered another love, designing turquoise jewelry. And today, 20 some years later, her jewelry items, all personally designed by her, are carried throughout the country. She has a very broad marketing matrix, which includes attending trunk shows, utilizing social media to help her customers market her jewelry and her presence in a showroom in Dallas at the Dallas Market Center. Paige Wallace, thank you for joining us on Wisdom by Wessa.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: For our listeners' benefit, Paige and I had a great conversation a couple of days ago, and she was giving me her history. The history of the business is really quite fascinating. 20 years you've been at this. The business has changed. The technology to market has changed. But let's chat just a bit. Give me an overview of your business. We're going to talk a bit about how marketing has changed with technology between the time you started this after your fashion career and today. And Casey, of course, is going to talk a lot about your design and your jewelry. She wears more jewelry than I do. Well, that's that's a good sign. <laughs> so you started 20 years ago after a fashion career. Why don't you pick it up from there?
3: Okay. Well, a friend of mine and I, about 20, almost 26 years ago, started making jewelry together and we were doing art shows, the really nice art, curated art shows, and setting up and selling our wares to the public, and we had neither one ever done it before, so we were just trial and error. And then about a year into that, I said, you know, I've been in wholesale my whole life. I would like to try doing a line, and let's let's take it to Dallas Market, let's start at Dallas Market, and let's see if we can sell wholesale to stores. So we did that and we were the same company but a separate entity. So she had her line and I had my line and we both had different territories. And then after about a year and a half of that, she wanted to go into the retail business in Denton. So we split and I stayed wholesale and that's how it all started. I I took over the entire business wholesale-wise and I started doing all the designing and I took, I took it, mostly I was in Dallas and Denver. That's where I've always kind of had my, I call it contemporary Southwest look. It's not Indian, it's not Native, but it's for that lady who likes that Southwest and Western lifestyle. So we started in Dallas and moved to Denver. So that's where our main focus is. We've been in Chicago, we've been in L.A., we we did Vegas for over 10 years. We did Atlanta. But now we just, we, we wanted not downsize, but we really want to more concentrate our business in those two markets.
0: Okay, and you sell to retailers. But let's chat a moment. 20-some years ago, as you started the business, and there wasn't internet, there wasn't social media, yeah. how did you market then? And then let's talk about how, you support your retailers today because you got a very aggressive marketing matrix, but 20-some years ago, you didn't have that many things to work with.
3: Oh, no. We we relied on taking pictures, making them into postcards the old-fashioned way with <laughs> sticky bags and mailing poster, postcards to anybody and every retailer we could get our hands on their list. And really relied on reps, getting the word out. Like, I didn't have my own own showroom until 2008 in Denver. I always had a rep. And then in Dallas, I was always in a rep's room till about 2000, 2001. So we really relied on those reps to get the name out, to get the word out, to get the customer into the showroom. And it was, it was tough.
0: Well, and what I, I also see has changed is that you're now able to offer retailers a much stronger package of market support than you could before. Run down a little bit about how you leverage social media for a retail on a retailer's behalf.
3: So what we did about uh, almost two years ago is I started up with Instagram. I, I've never been a big Facebook person but instagram was really appealing to me because it's so easy and i got on on instagram and what i do is for my customers when we are just about to send an order which i'm doing today as well i have a cowhide in our office and i use very simple way of laying out most of their order onto this cowhide and i take a picture and I send it out on my Instagram and say, coming soon to such-and-such such store in Colorado, you know, go check out their new merchandise. And I tag them, and I and so everybody following me can see that post. Then the retailer can then see that post and repost it to their customers and their followers. And I'm just trying to get my name in front of as many of their customers to have the name recognition and to get customers into their stores. And I think it's it's really helpful because, you know, somebody in Oregon may see this post and she may be following me and she may call up this store in Estes Park and say, hey, I really love that necklace I see. Can you send it to me? And that has happened. My retailers have told me it's happened many times. So that's working really well. Also, it works that if somebody is a personal follower of me, and they see something that I posted, they can actually message me and I can get them to a store near them. If she is in Oregon, I can get her to somebody who I'm selling to in that area, like Pendleton or somebody like that. So it's it's been beneficial to me and the retailer. And I've even actually picked up three or four retail accounts from doing it that way. They've actually come into the showroom and bought the line. So it's it's my Instagram is all like people. They either are in the Western industry, they're lovers of all things Western or Southwestern, even as far as interiors and everything like that. So it's not like these random Instagram people that it's it's celebrities or sports people or something. We're all in this field of the Western lifestyle together. So it makes it really interesting and it's very positive. I find very positive feedback from everything on this type of Instagram.
0: Do you have through your Instagram or whatever, do you have international markets and international distribution?
3: I, I sell internationally, but I don't have that has nothing to do with my Instagram personally. And not to say that other people couldn't, but mostly it's within the United States.
0: Okay. And talk a bit now, and here's where Casey can chime in. Where does the inspiration come for what you're actually designing? If you didn't design things people want, you wouldn't have had a business for 20 years. So somehow or other, you have managed to instinctively come up with designs that match that market you just described
3: right and I I always say that the stones talk to me when I started making jewelry with my friend over 20 years ago it just it just hit me it just I was something I loved it was something I took too easily I started, just coming up with designs out of my head, and it's all really about the stones, and the stones are fascinating. They're natural. They come from the earth. It's very inspiring to work with stones because they are so beautiful and so diverse in color and matrix and different shapes, and really, it's, I don't know how other designers do it, but really, my, I just sit down with several strands or come up with something in my head and start pulling strands from different places in the studio and just come up with interesting designs that thankfully people do like over the years. And I have been able to keep a really good following. I mean, some of my customers have been with me since I started the business. So that's that's really fun that they have stuck by me and believe in me all these years, and I've seen them change, and they have seen me change, too, and we still stick together, and it still works for them. I call my customers partners, because that's what I feel like. I feel like we're partners in business together. I'm helping them, and they're helping me, and it won't work if you can't work together.
2: Paige, you'll know this um, just as good as anybody, but within fashion, trends are ever-changing. But there's something about turquoise that it never goes out of style. I have pieces that were my grandmother's that I'm not really sure even when she purchased them. But we're talking about pieces that she wore then and I wear now and my daughter wears and will forever continue. And so that's something I find really unique about you with your turquoise designs is uh, and maybe you can emphasize a little more why you think that is but turquoise is always a staple in our fashion within the western industry
3: it is it is and that's how i started the company with turquoise specifically i mean yes i've always mixed stones turquoise goes great with coral it goes great with pearls it goes great with just about any other stone and I have always wanted my line to be more timeless and classic so that you're you could pass it down to your your daughter or your granddaughter and I I don't really like to follow trends even though I will throw in four or five pieces that I see really trending like that whole tassel thing that has been happening for the last year it's it's a trend, so. It's not my main focus by any means but it's like my turquoise rings it's like my turquoise necklaces I try to really keep it classic and more for every lady I just think my lady is more of a classic wearer of jewelry she's not wearing it because so and so down the street has it on she's wearing it cuz it really speaks to her and maybe has been around it her whole life or like you say she you know she came in to it through a relative, but my lady wears it time. And again, it's, it's so awesome when I'm at a market that my customers come in the showroom with my pieces on. And to me, that is so flattering because, you know, the marketplace is huge. They could be wearing anybody else's jewelry, but they will come in two or three days with my different jewelry pieces on. And I think that says a lot for what my lady wants to wear. And for our quality, we are we are very, very strong on quality of our pieces too. I stand behind everything. And then I also make one of a kind, which I was telling Mike about, that I may have really unusual pendants or really unusual stones. And those I call one-of-a-kind because that's uh, it. That pendant sure. is used once. And it may be six strands. It may be really long. It may be a choker, but a lot of our customers have really got to love to have two or three one-of-a-kind pieces in their cases just for that lady who wants something that she's not going to see again.
2: Oh, yes. That that would definitely be me. Those Pieces are just so so special and unique. And Mike did touch on this a little bit too, talking about your Instagram and the things that you do for your retailers. But as we speak about that, it's Page Wallace Designs on Instagram for anybody that wants to check it out. I'm looking at your pictures, and you kind of made mention how you set the pictures up and um, really painted a beautiful picture for us, and you depicted it perfectly something that I see as say, I would be a consumer buying these pieces from your retailer. What I see when I see your pictures is I'm picturing the outfits I would wear with that necklace. I need that necklace because I'm aware it with this outfit. And so there's a really broad range of your consumers and your retailers being able to utilize these great pictures that you put together for a lot of different pur- uh, purposes, I believe, for, for selling your jewelry and for people buying your jewelry. I think there's a lot of different avenues that these great pictures um, can help out.
3: Thanks. Thanks. We I don't show the entire order because I want somebody to go and find the store and see what else is out there for them. Like I usually don't post all the earrings that I'm sending, but it at least gives them a sense of what this store is going to have, or even if you're a new retailer and you haven't been carrying my line before, it's another way for them to go and see what kind of jewelry that I do make and the versatility of it. I don't know if you see or looking at that, there's a recent post that I was telling Mike about in Pueblo, my store in Pueblo, and she wanted to get a bunch of pearls and a lot of pearl looks, daintier looks, and there is a really beautiful long necklace in there, for Easter, coming up for Easter and that kind of thing. So I do have a lot of versatility in what I mix the turquoise with. Mm-hmm. Light pearls, light jasper. Yeah. And a, and a pearl can not only be white. I we use a lot of brown pearls cuz it looks so pretty with the green turquoise.
2: Yes. Well, and I, I've i scrolled down quite a ways now and I see a little girl in her first birthday outfit and she's got one of your turquoise buckles on. Uh, I know, it just, wasn't that a
3: fabulous buckle?
2: Yes, <laughs> so beautiful. Yes, I want it for myself, <laughs> just like the one-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously you could tell I'm I'm off also a lover of turquoise, but before we let you go, and, and Mike might have a few more questions too, but just touch a little bit on your, your passion within this industry, within the Western way of life. And I know that you live in Texas, and that has to be somewhat of an inspiration too, but just a little bit about your your passion within this industry.
3: Well, my mom, I was raised in Texas, and my mom would take us to Red River in the summers. We would go to Santa Fe in the summers, and my mom was a huge lover of the western, southwestern lifestyle, and so I feel like a lot of it comes from her and the way she brought me up. And the way she taught me, she actually owned art galleries my whole life growing up in Granbury, Texas, and on the big island of Hawaii for 15 years. And it was all cowboy and Western and Southwestern inspired galleries. So I get a lot of the love of that from her as well. And I just, I've always taken to the Southwest lifestyle. I mean, I'm by no means a cowgirl, We do own a ranch and run cattle, but it's on a very small scale, and it's just something that I've always been around. I've always loved. My granddaddy had a ranch and farm when I was growing up, and I was always there. It's just when the turquoise came into my life at an early, early age when my mom bought my first little cuff in Santa Fe, it was just something that I knew would be in my life for always and being a native texan yes you're around it you're around that type of people which i love the whole western industry i think is so down to earth and everybody knows everybody in a a way and it's just it's a tight group and it unlike and nothing against contemporary people but you know the dallas world trade center that contemporary floor you know it's it's so different from our Western Southwest lifestyle world where, you know, reps all know each other, customers know each other, customers, you know, network together and talk about different lines and that's what I love about all of it. And it's to me it's a more a natural lifestyle, which is what I personally prefer.
0: Well, listen, you've you've given us an interesting story and I think it's great if I'm a retailer that I know that the person who is my vendor is as committed to the lifestyle from their side as I am from mine. Pardon me, and we appreciate you sharing your story with us, your enthusiasm with us, and I think it's been a, a great opportunity to bring to our listeners another piece of the Western world.
3: Well, thank you all very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, and maybe somebody will get to know a little bit more about Paige Wallace and the background of our company, our little company.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sure they will. All
3: right. Well, thank you all very much.
0: Thank you very much. Show notes and links from today's show can be found at wisdombywessa.com. We'd love to hear your feedback, and there's a contact link on that site.
2: The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the app store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa where the industry meets.